Hello everyone, Clint Fosley here, your host of the Broco.life podcast and welcome to episode number two. Today we interview Elvia Turney from Act for Tomorrow who are separation specialists and talk about a divorce 101 I guess so to speak. So anybody who's going through the journey of looking at getting divorced, looking at getting separated. Hopefully this is going to be a super, super beneficial interview for you. And Alvio really does a great job in breaking it down, how simple it is. Uh, key things from this episode is obviously Alvio's why and how she got into the position of starting a business and helping other people. Uh, in cliff note summary, not spending hundreds of thousands of dollars at attorneys. Um, she also goes through the seven phases of getting divorced and separated and also the nine key steps in terms of determining how much of the percentage of the pie that you do or don't um, get or give away. It depends which way you look at it. Please uh, share, like, and follow this podcast. Um, we are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Alexa, Siri, you name it, broco.life. So uh, strap in, enjoy the episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to the second edition of the Brocode.life podcast. I'm joined today with Elvia Turney from Act for Tomorrow. Elvia, good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for inviting me. So just a quick introduction for, for everyone listening and for those watching. Hello on YouTube when the channel finally comes up. How I met Elvia and how we sort of came sort of in touch with each other. So for those who have listened to my first podcast, if you haven't, please go back and listen to it. Um, when you get to the stage when you're deciding to get divorced, it's super overwhelming. So yes. myself, myself as well, as I, I, I just thought it was too much. It was too much effort. It was too much yeah. energy. When you start going down the research hole, it gets pretty mm. dark. Um, I went to go speak to an attorney, and they just seemed mean and nasty. No offense to our lawyer <laughs> friends out there, but they just seemed like they wanted to pick a fight yes. um, with my money. And fortunately, a friend put uh, put me in touch with Alvia and Act for Tomorrow and sort of started working with them. And mm. now, we're almost, what, two and a half years two, later, yes, we're back here today yeah. talking about it. So that's how I came across Alvia and her company. And they were really, really uh, did an amazing job, you know, helping mm. me get divorced and get settled. Um, and the more people I speak to uh, in terms of what Alvia does and, and, and in terms of the journey, it's so, so confusing. So yes. the idea today for this podcast is to do a Divorce 101 an Australian story, and I think that's quite important, is it's based obviously on Australian law and the Commonwealth here, so it's very much an Australian concept, but for all the guys and girls going out there who are in this process or thinking about the process, um, someone like Elvia and her company is really the person you know to speak to, so hopefully we're going to demystify all the stuff, um, make it really, really simple. It is simple. <laughs> it is simple. It is simple. <laughs> and, uh, and get into the, the, the divorce stuff. I know it's a mm. tricky conversation, we'll try to keep it light and fun, but... Um, Something that drew me to Alvia and part of sort of my philosophy of the of the broker.life is your why. Like what what drives you? What's your inspiration? Everyone knows for me it's the ocean and everything in and around it. But understanding Alvia and understanding your why and your story and how you started your company, I think, is really important. So, welcome again, and just want to maybe touch a base of how you how you got going. Well, the company was started by my own personal experience, and. Um, it was the it's the experience of actually having nobody to speak to and no one who would look at my whole problem and help me and guide me through. 
And um, when I went to lawyers, it was a bit like sharing your story with and a very expensive psychologist, so at 450 or $600 an hour. And that was just getting out of control. And I wasn't moving anywhere forward, and plus my overwhelm was not being dealt with. But before I go into that, I'll tell you how my story hit, and then it may give you the understanding of what happened. So I came home from picking up a Japanese student, because we always had students, and I had another lady with me, and uh, we came to the house, and my home phone was ringing. So there was a bit of confusion. We were getting the suitcases out of the, out of the car and into the garage, into the house. And I ran up to the phone and a voice said, hello, is that Alvi attorney? So I said, oh, yes, yes, yes. How can I help you? And I'm thinking, oh, please hurry up. I've got these people standing here waiting for me. So the voice said, um, I have some information about your husband and I'd like to come over to your property and talk to you. And I said, um, and I'm looking beyond and looking at the people in the house thinking, oh, my God. I, 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 I said, no, no, you can't come now. I have people. Um, so he said, well, I won't take long. I'll stand outside your gate and I'll speak to you through the gate. Now, that really unnerved me because the gate had only been put up for two weeks. And so I said, um, I'm sorry, but no, that, that's just not going to work. And he said, well, I'll give you two minutes to meet me at the park at the end of your road. Yeah. Um, so I had no choice, and he hung up, and I was in shock mode thinking, what information could he possibly have about my husband? So I went down the mental road of, it must be embezzlement. <laughs> he must be doing something of worse. Has to be. Has to be, yeah. Um, and I said to the lady who had brought the Japanese student home, I'm really sorry, but I need to pop out for five minutes. She said, yeah, yeah, go, go, I'll look after the girls. Now, as I'm driving to this meeting point, I was really concerned because Oprah had said, don't get taken to the second location. <laughs> I was beginning to now panic that this was much more serious than just someone saying something to me. And as I approached the, uh, the, the man, he had said to me, I'm in a white van and I'm quite normal. Um, he was there with his white van and it really did look like I was going to be abducted. What could but possibly I, go wrong? I, but I still got out of my car and I still walked up to him. I can't believe I did this. And he walked me into the park and he told me to sit down and he said, can you guess what, what it is? And I said, no, I, I have no idea. Because I didn't. I had no idea. We had a normal marriage, a normal household, we had two children, I took them to school, I had a part-time job, life was pretty average. And I sat there and I kept thinking, I, I don't know. And I'm looking at this man and I said, I really have no idea, could you help me? <laughs> so he said, it's infidelity. Now the shock and being in the park I couldn't actually work out what that word was. So I sat there and I thought, ooh, infidelity. <laughs> now, embezzlement, very similar word. Yeah. So I said, does that mean having an affair? So he said, yes. And I said, oh, whoa. And the relief. Oh, a relief that flooded over oh, wow. me. Oh, wow, interesting. Yeah, because I thought, well, I know he's not having an affair because I'd know. And, oh, and I said, <laughs> yeah. The denial phase. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, well, there are three other people. We had a very unusual surname. I said, well there are three other people with our surname and you just picked the wrong family oh my god the other ones live and I started to tell him where he had to go to, to share his information and it was at that point that I saw he was holding a large envelope as well um, I grabbed the envelope to which he actually tugged away and said look I don't want to, I don't want you to have this yeah. 
I thought it was going to be photos. It wasn't. It was his wife's diary. So there was way too much information that was um, going to impact my emotional recovery yeah. from this situation. Yeah. So that's the point where my life went into a spiral and I was not able to process things because many of the things that I was processing was, how, how come I didn't know? Yeah. How long has this been going on? What do I do? What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to leave? If I'm supposed to leave, who do I go and see? And I just went down the rabbit hole of confusion. Been there, done that. It's, it's yeah. weird in those, in those early days thinking about that, how you almost blame yourself for not seeing it. Yes. Even though you, know, you are in a marriage and it shouldn't be your shouldn't space. Be to, yeah, it shouldn't be your job. <laughs> and, and that's one thing. The other thing you, you hit me resonated, the gory details. Like you know you shouldn't read them, but you yes. desperately want them. Yes. It's a weird mindset where, where you know like, I shouldn't read this, mm. but like, the more you, well, as a guy, you just want to, no, you as want much the as information yeah. because you're trying to make sense of your yep. situation. So friends and family did what most friends and family will do. They said, go and get some legal advice. Now, although on the surface that is uh, something that I would recommend, that everybody does get legal advice, but stop there. Get legal advice and sit back and think, what do I want out of the situation? Do I want to stay? Do I want to leave? Am I repairing my marriage? What am I going to do? And as my journey progressed... Um, we couldn't save the marriage. Um, yeah. My ex-husband went on to have another affair. So, you know, uh, it was just time to go. But by the time it was time to go, I had really lost my self-esteem. I was very quiet. I was not functioning well. And the lawyers that I went to see were very litigious. So their idea was, right, we're going to go for gold. Yeah. So I'd been married for over 20, 20 years, nearly 23 years with this um, same person. So I felt I was entitled to at least 50%. Because 50-50 seems fair. <laughs> Except... Not in my world, as it turns out. <laughs> but carry on, yeah. So I actually ended up pursuing the 50-50. Yeah. Uh, but I was not ever told right from the beginning that I wasn't entitled to it. And the reason I wasn't entitled to it is my ex-husband had had an inheritance very close to our breakup. Yeah. So we went to court, which took two years, and thousands and thousands of dollars was being literally asked for on a monthly basis. And all up, this is 11 years ago, I paid $70,000 to lose. So not only losing yeah. in court, and then two years on discovering I was never, ever going to get 50%, I was very angry. I was yeah. angry that I wasn't given the right information. I'm not greedy. I would have walked away with what I was entitled to. Yeah. Who fights for something they're not going to get? But it's also that emotional trauma of hanging on, not getting closure for two years. Like I still yes, remember, good point. I, I mean, you know, the day you get that court order that your divorce has gone through, it's just, yeah. it's a weird, it's, it's, I mean, for me, it was this, uh, it's, it's the Jekyll and Hyde, right? Mm. You, 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 you disappointed that it's all finally over, mm. but it's also like, okay, shit, it is over. Yeah. It's time to move on and, and get on with your life. And during those two years of fighting, that's all you're thinking about. Yeah. You can't actually recover. You're just yeah. in this. And that's, the, you know, you're not, you're not actually performing at work very well either. You, you sort of turn <laughs> up, you're there. Um, so your productivity, and, and this is another topic that I mean, I'm really passionate about, is that there's no support for that person. Yeah. And also, for all the people in a workplace situation, you are actually, in, you could be potentially quite hazardous and dangerous yep. and all those you know, other aspects. Anyhow, um, after discovering this, I realized that there needed to be something that would support people all the way through. Yep. 
So my next venture was to work out, okay, how, how do we do this? So I needed the right information. And we're getting later into the topic of um, how simple it is. And yep. I think that's what really frustrated me. The system is very simple. It's just made complicated by people who are taking you through and fighting for what you want, but what's necessarily yeah. the right thing. And I think, I think for me, being a, like the ultimate life hack person, mm. you know, that's part of the bro code is all the life hacks I've figured out, just put them together. As it, and as a nerd, even for me, researching and going, mm. it's just overwhelming, right? It's, it's too just much. it's too it's too, too much, much. and yeah. just I mean, this is why I'm here today, I guess. But my story, I think we were our settlement from the our, probably our first meeting till the time it closed was less than two months, maybe yes. two and a half months. Yes. And my ex was in South Africa for six weeks of that. So mm. I had the exact opposite experience of Elvia. Um, so it can be done really, really quickly. And, you know, I it's I didn't think it was fair, but it is what it is, right? It is the yeah. court and it is what, what, what it was going to be. And I, for me, the input that Elvia gave me was, listen, you know, when the family court hears this, this is what they're going to say. So just accept it. And that's yeah. to have that information up front um, with them rather than yes. sitting at an attorney. Um, Having spent a hundred thousand to get to that point. To get to that point, sure. <laughs> so, so that's a, and then obviously you started Act for Tomorrow based yeah. on, on that. And how many years ago was that now? Uh, we're into our fifth year. Oh, congrats! Yeah, thank you. Yes, and the the, I think one of the crux or the most important part is uh, we are now recognised by the legal fraternity. Oh, brilliant! Uh, we had a couple of lawyers um, try to sabotage the company by saying that we're doing legal work we don't we use lawyers for the legal work we actually do so it's important to us that our clients get the right legal work but what we do is the support around it and we do all the communication with your ex-partner so again the angst is removed we will talk to both of you not only about this situation but even your personal things so you know, you're going to pick up the children and you can't make it on Friday. Well, it's a lot nicer coming from us to say, would it be possible if the other side, yep. you know. So. And I think I think for me, as also walking in here as a guy. It was just at the time you didn't have any mm. men working for you. It was like, oh, I'm working into the lion's den here. <laughs> but it was just felt really supported by, by everyone at the time. Yeah. It was yourself and Julie mainly, um, who was, you just felt hurt, right? And that was yeah. that was really, really important. And just you know, thinking about this, if you're looking at six fifty an hour for mm. two attorneys, that's thirteen hundred dollars an hour mm. to have a conversation. Whereas yes. your service was great; it was just that central point. And at the time, we did a fixed cost. I can't remember if you still yeah, offer we those still packages, do. Yeah, but it was do. just yeah. you knew that you, you you could achieve that yeah. goal for that. And as a consultant myself, I know it's TikTok, right? Mm. Is if you're talking mm-hmm. it costs money with an attorney, and the the great part is you get to the attorney when the rubber hits the road. Once yes. all the terms are there, once you're ready yeah. to go, and, and once we've got a. Um, a negotiated settlement. Yes. And that negotiated settlement is around what you're going to get anyway in a court, but you haven't spent the cost to get there with a lawyer negotiating. Correct. It's very, very time-consuming, this. If you don't have someone who moves it through, it can take years. I, we hear people who are still stuck in their separations up to five years because oh, they've got... Man. That's just cruel. I, I just see that from, the, as I said, once again, mm. the personal, you can't heal, man, if you're stuck yeah. in that... You're like a plane in a landing pattern, right? Yeah. You're just never gonna, never gonna get anywhere, right? So, thank. Should we, should we move on to the sim- yep. seven simple steps? I think you said to me on the phone. Yes. Is that right? Do you, do you want to um, go through this for those watching on YouTube? We're going to put all the collateral, everything yeah. up on our website, which link you to Elvia, so all okay. the stuff will be available for you. And I'm actually going to just stretch over. <laughs> there you go. All right. So seven, seven simple steps, and that's it, right? Yeah. Okay. So the seven steps is the actual ending. How do you end a relationship? Yep. 
that takes some planning in that one. I'll go into that one. The second step says planning. That means gathering information. The actual breakup, if you do this (laughs) in a respectful manner, it will help with the last parts. So you do need legal advice and you do need legal paperwork. However, knowing exactly what to ask your lawyer is so important. Also being lawyer ready, I'd say, and also um, like knowing the questions to ask and then only using them to do the legal paperwork will save you fortunes. Yep. Plus, that's their job. They're not here to counsel you through it. <laughs> At 6.50 an hour, I'll counsel, yep. man. <laughs> the negotiating part yep. is um, it's probably coupled with a bit of a mediation-type style yep. of negotiating. How do you negotiate with your ex? So if you're doing it by yourself, how do you do that? If you're doing it with someone like us, what do we do? Yep. And the last stage is paperwork. And then this is crucial, your new beginning. Yes. This is part of your breakup. You cannot ignore it. You've got to start working on your future from the beginning. You've got to start having a positive mindset. Sorry, it's still here. So yeah. let's let's talk from the ending of a relationship. So yep. that's obviously the just reading off your points here. So do you stay, do you go? That's that's the big decision. I think another decision yeah. for people to bear in mind from an Australian perspective, it's three hundred and sixty six days. Yes. Yes. Remember, remember that one, right? <laughs> is is do you just want to talk around that quickly in terms of when that point of separation is? When, when we break up. Yeah. Yeah. So with a separation, there's three parts. Yep. There's your financial part, which yep. is the most important. There is getting divorced if you're married, or there. Oh, sorry, and there's also children. Keep them separate. Yep. Because it keeps the cost down. Deal with the children and deal with that with the best interest of the children is how I would look at it. Yep. However, the financial one is if you're married and you apply for a divorce, once you're divorced, you only have a year to um, actually do your financial separation. Okay. If you're in a de facto relationship, you have two years. Once that timeline is up, yeah. what's in your name and what's in her name remains. And it's very hard then to get a court to listen to you. You can't then divide assets. Wow. So move quickly. Yeah. There's another thing about moving quickly. When the breakup happens, you have, and we find this with all relationships, with uh, even talking to lawyers, talking to everybody, there's yep. a four-month window where people are feeling still quite amicable, pleasant towards each other. And then afterwards... <laughs> Why are you looking at me? <laughs> after that, uh, people start getting angry. Yeah. They're disappointed. And all of that starts filtering through with their decision-making. So... Move, move swiftly. Get your yep. information and move on. So from the from the planning, that's all the financial stuff. And and from my memory, there from the financial perspective, there are mm. three elements, right? There's your assets and your liabilities. Like yep. that's the stuff you own or the mm-hmm. debt you have. Yep. There's this super, sup- which yeah, is yeah, super, super part of that. Right. Then there's the the spousal maintenance, depending on your situation. And there's obviously child support. Yes. So do you want to? Start with the one stuff in terms of the asset and the liabilities yeah. of how you how you split that pie up and how the percentage. Yes. I know it's a formula, but yes. how that percentage comes apart. So once you've worked out how much your house is worth, yeah. less debt, cars, super, the, credit cards. the big thing is everything yeah. is ours. Some people still say, oh, but the credit card's in my name or the car's in his name. Yeah. No, no, no. Once you got married or once you've lived together and you've become a de facto relationship, it's ours, you know? It belongs to both. So it all goes into the pot. So once you've got your bottom line figure, yep. let's 
we always start, even if it's a one-year relationship, we start by saying, right, 50-50. So what is de facto? So just, so, just, just so I can stop. What, is that? what defines a de facto relationship? Um, basically, if you've been living together in a pattern yeah. regularly for over six months. Wow, that's some, soon, huh? Some states will say two years, but... Okay. But you've got to be very careful. That one, you do need legal advice, even if you have been living with someone for a very short period of time. Okay. So Sorry, yes. got, so, yes. so you, you've taken your assets liabilities, so you've got $100,000 to split. Okay, $100,000 to split, and it's 50-50 yep. to start with. Then the court and the lawyers, and we can't give legal advice, we have to go to a lawyer for this. Yeah. So the lawyer will look at just nine factors, basically. How long is the relationship? Should that 50-50 be split, you know, the 100,000 be split equally or should more go to one person? So if you've been together 20 years, yeah. if, even if you've been together, say, 10 years, it's considered a long relationship. So they'll have a look. So at the moment, they're still sticking to that 50-50. Then they'll look down and they'll say, well, what do you earn? So, and what do you earn? Now, most of the time, this is where men feel the system is not fair because most most often <laughs> the man is the one who's working. <laughs> However, we, we do deal with a lot of doctors yeah. and, and who have home husbands. So it is a fair system. If you're the one working and you're earning 100000 and the other person is not working or earning a very small wage, to make the split fair they call it waiting so they wait it like in a jockey horse race they wait it to make it fair so let's just use five percent just to make this easy you'll the person who's earning less will get a five percent increase in the 50 50 split yeah now the next thing is what is your capacity to earn so if this person who hasn't worked for 25 years or longer what is the capacity for their ability to go out and get a job at 100,000 that you're earning 100,000? Yeah. Small. So they may even get an even a little bit more percentage to make it fair. And then this person, let's say, has got two children still at home under the age of 18. Again, the ability to earn, because it's only a financial decision. Yeah. The court's looking at this with money. They will then say this person may get a factor to help them because they've got children at home. The next thing is inheritance, which I brought up with myself. My my ex-husband had had a large inheritance. And so that pot, the reason it was that value was because his inheritance was in there. So he should get a little bit more of the pot because it was his brought in late. If his inheritance had been brought in in the beginning of our relationship, it probably wouldn't have counted. So is there a, in South Africa, there was a prenuptial agreement where you sort of Mm. drew up you know what you yep. bring in is is that a thing in australia in, in it's in beca- it's becoming one <laughs> uh, it's becoming one because of the second time marriages okay it's not very uh, prevalent at the moment there there are a few we have dealt with one who yep. uh, there was a 30 year difference he was in his 70s now she's in her 40s and okay 50 60 70 yeah uh, <laughs> she's in her 40s and when they met she was only 20 yeah their prenup said 60000 to her, and he keeps the rest. Yeah. Well, their portfolio now was $7 million, yeah. and that was grossly unfair. Yeah. She couldn't really contest it. What we did with him, because he didn't want to see her with $60,000 when yeah. he's got $7 million, we, we looked at it as if you didn't have your prenup, what would she have been entitled to, and, yeah. and made a deal around that, that that he wanted and that she wanted. Okay, she nice. actually walked away with... I think it's about one million three hundred. Okay. So you know you can 
prenup stand. Yeah. They do stand there and they are strong. But but if you write a prenup before you get married and then you get married, that prenup's null and void. So you have to have another prenup done once you're married. That's interesting because in South Africa, prenup's just a thing, right? I mean, I got married at 20... Yeah. Eight or something, you know, and and everyone we just that was normal. that was just the norm. You just yeah. did a prenup, right? It was just was that because your families were. Uh, I think my ex's father was an attorney, so yeah. maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's Clever why. Yeah. So, um, in terms of uh, something else that came up with with. With, I mean, I, I know mm-hmm. myself try to be creative at the time when you're splitting your assets was yeah. like, oh, I've got a business and, and obviously met, was made aware that 70% of my business had to go to my ex. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to change ownership quickly. That doesn't work, right? That's rubbish. No, if it's, and it's, hiding it's, assets and things just makes things really complicated. Yeah. And it all has to come out in the wash. Yeah. So if you start hiding assets, then obviously you know the, the, the other side will come down very hard on you. Yeah. And it will still be what it has to be and it will still end up sharing those assets you're just going to spend a lot more getting there right that's right that's right the other thing is sickness yeah um, health plays a big role and age plays a big role like that gentleman who was 30 years older he actually was entitled to a little bit more because he's nearer to being unable to oh, from um, a care perspective yeah and also from he can't earn money because he's retired okay um, with another couple, um, we've had a few really sad cases where someone's got cancers or tumours and all sorts of things. Um, so they get a percentage to them because they can't earn any money. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it, 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 although it's a, it's very, uh, the system is, you know, personalised to you, it's the same nine questions so anyone, lay, a lay person, can work out yep. roughly where they're sitting. And can you share those nine questions with us so we can put it up in there? Or is yep. that, is so that, that IP? Yeah, no, so that was it. It was literally, yep. how long is the relationship? What did you bring in in the beginning? Yep. Like some, some people bring in a lot of money, so that might have an influence. Yep. The, the what, how long have you been together is the time factor okay. Okay, of how it influences things. What did you bring in in the beginning? Um, the age of the people. Yep. Is there a disability? Yep. Has there been any inheritances? There's also an expector. Any inheritances? <laughs> um, your capability of earning an income? Yeah. What do you both earn right now? Yep. And are there children? Yep. And then the X factor is, is there something that one party has done to achieve the wealth much more than the other? And that doesn't mean going to work. That means if someone does have a super duper business that's worth something one billion yes yes yes. should that person perhaps be given um an extra percentage so that will be looked into but that is extreme circumstances yeah that's i mean because that's counterintuitive to me because yeah because the the way i look at it is if once again taking my personal circumstance i had the ability to earn therefore i got less which is fair enough but that Mm. kind of I guess I wasn't worth a billion. Maybe, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> okay. So that, that's it. You can actually work out what you're entitled to in the beginning. So if you're given that information, yeah. then you can come from an educated position to make your decisions. Yeah. 
So just just a question that that someone a friend of mine asked me is their their, their partner starting to hide stuff. Mm. Uh, my my understanding, I mean, didn't go through this personally, but the forensic accountant's the only real way to go in that situation. Is that pretty much what happens if people start hiding you can, assets? You can um, av- still avoid that because that can be really expensive. Yeah. The best thing to do is you would get a lawyer asking for disclosure, and okay. then that other person has to disclose because the judge will be very angry if the disclosure isn't forthcoming. Okay. And it's simple. I'm sure they're not what type of assets. If it's just bank accounts, then it's quite simple to I don't know. I think just, trace. you know what it's like in the early days. People get, yeah. people get sneaky. And, the, and, and also people become paranoid that their partners are hiding or have yeah. so much more than of they... Of course. There's a lot of assuming. Yeah. So this is why... If you follow the seven steps, yes. the planning is important. Absolutely. And people feel sneaky if they're um, perhaps taking screenshots of the banking. No, that's sensible. Yeah. Or um, even taking photos of around the house because suddenly there's an heirloom that's missing, <laughs> you know? So just different things, just actually be sensible and cluey about what's going on. I mean, I, I still remember leaving here after our first meeting, mm-hmm. and it, it's. It's very cold, right? I mean, it, it's 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 this is the, this is when it gets real, real. Yeah. Like when you start spilling up the pie, and you know, as 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 comforting as you've got sweaty palms instantly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's <taking> back. <laughs> like triggering back, yeah. But it, no, I mean, it's just as 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 warm as you guys were. It was like shit. This is actually going to happen, right? Yeah. This this is it. It was a very and, and I know a lot of people, as you said, who sit mm. in that holding pattern waiting for it. Mm-hmm. But when you do it and you do it quickly, it was amazing. But it it made it real, like yes. for me, it really made it. And I think that the good part about doing it quickly as well is understanding that it is a financial breakup. The, yeah. the emotional breakup, of course, is happening. And But if the finances are sorted out and you have a plan of what you're supposed to do, then you can cope with the emotions separately. Yeah. Separate how you're feeling from the work you have to do to get out of this situation. I had a, I had a, me and my tangent storytelling, I had a very good uh, French friend of mine and his wife come stay with me um, through, mm-hmm. my, through my nerd background. And we were just chatting about life and everything. And they, they've had the... It was probably one of the most refreshing outtakes in a relationship I've ever had. Yes. They're like, okay, well, we've got a beach house in Marseille and he's got a house in mm-hmm. Paris. And we've got this shares and that shares. And they're completely financially separate. Yeah. But they be together and they've got two and kids. And they stayed together. But, no, they've stayed together. Yeah. But they choose to... They said, yeah. we are so financially separated that if we get divorced, we each go our own way. We each got yeah. 50-50. And that works. And we're together because yeah. we choose to be together. And I looked at it and I went... Geez, that's pretty cold. But the more I processed it, I was like, "Wow, that's so refreshing." Because mm. you're not to be together because you entwined and you linked you by absolute choice. choice. That was pretty awesome. And the other thing I, that brought to mind is uh, we do have couples who have been together, say, forty odd years, who have always kept their finances separate. Mm. And it's amazing how simple those separations <laughs> are. They really yes. are because they have that mindset of we this is yours and this is mine and when we break up now the problem with couples like that is if they don't go to a lawyer who will keep their matter contained yeah they will be fed the information of yes but you're entitled to more and that's yeah. when if one or the other has had an affair or some other you know circumstance that brings in an emotional response that's when it all turns yeah. on its head. So, and that's I mean, just bringing on, so the, on the affair perspective, both of our stories. But it's it's a zero blame, right? The, the Commonwealth Absolutely. doesn't; they don't care how it happened. No, uh, and that's quite an important point. I think a lot of people, that, especially in that, that, ang- in that anger, anger phase, you you will, you will you think you know you signed a contract? How, how come there's no penalty? Uh, none of my <laughs> friends have ever heard me say that. I mean, that's that when you talk about a flawed system. For me, that's 
I, I guess so. You know, I know it is what it is. But you sign a contract where that you get held to from a financial separation. Mm. The other person breached that contract with no consequences. That's I'm right. like, huh? how does how does that work, right? But anyway, that's just something that's quite yeah. important point. So that's so that's a financial. I mean, the, the sort of assets and liabilities, spousal maintenance. Um, that's. Not common, or is it very pretty uncommon? Very uncommon. Australia. Yes. Um, yeah, there would have you. to be. Yes, <laughs> has to be a reason why a spouse is entitled to a support. Yeah. Because these days, a lot of women are working. Yeah. Um, it has to be a spouse who cannot work. Yeah. Or again, an age factor. The the and it's not ongoing for forever. It has a timeline, and most of them, the longest ones are about five years. Wow. And, they sh- and most of them that, that we hear are under two years. It okay. could be just one year to help somebody with um, rent, yeah. or two, two years with rent, and then it decreases. So spousal maintenance isn't um, a given. It's, yeah. And that's a scenario for, for say, some, say, someone who's never worked, stay-at-home mom, Let's let's get let's get, let get give a, them the opportunity yeah. at home or dad. Yeah. Let's give them let's give them give them the opportunity to get back on their feet, that's start right. a career, start yeah. a, and and, that's and it a usually supports them during some training. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so there's not not very much spousal that doesn't happen these okay. days. And what percentage from an Australian perspective would you say spousal actually comes in? God, I c- couldn't even tell you. I would say it's like zero point something. It's oh, wow. hardly anyone. It's usually it's usually. Ex-husbands I'm are always too special, generous. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's another okay, story. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So then the third part of the the money that's pie true. is child support. Yes. Well, child support belongs to the children's matters side yes. of things. If this one is dragged into your separation process, yes, this is the most expensive one with the the, the lawyers because just to go to court, there's a lot of preparation. Yeah. And you will be at least a year down the track before you actually go into the courts and try and sort out shared care and what's happening with the children, who's paying what. And now you're talking about the parenting plan as well, right? Yes, Yes. this all comes into this together. If you can keep the children out, and I'm saying this for men and women, keep them, keep your parenting plan simple that works for both parties. Don't think you have to fight for 50-50 because then you don't have to pay so much, which is a, 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 a misconception. Work it so that it works with the children and it yep. works with you. You know, fathers are saying, I want them 50-50, but it's not possible. They work really long hours. Yeah. Um, or they're working away or whatever it is. So make it work for both of you. And then use Centrelink as your guideline for how much you should pay. Yep. And that's pretty simple, right? It is. It's an online. What, what yeah. you earn, what she earns, percentage okay. care per yeah. kid ages, and then it spits out a number. Yes. Yep. And you don't have to use Centrelink to collect the money. Yeah. Once you've got that number, you can do it yourself. Yeah. Keep it away from the courts because once you go down the road of the courts and you're locked into a timeline of we have our children on these set days, yeah. you actually, it's a very inflexible system. And I've just hit, hit on, the, on, the, on the softer side of the kids because, mm. I mean, I have my kids 50-50 now and that was mm. a plan in the beginning, but they, they really struggled in the beginning not being with their mom. Yes. And they asked to go back. Oh. And it devastated me, oh. and I was like, I was like heartbroken, and all my friends were like, Ugh. I was like, wailed, and they, oh no, it'll be fine, it'll be fine, they'll come around. But yeah. you know, it, it was probably two or three months, and then we went back to fifty fifty. Yes. But it just in as as uh, for those people listening, as brutal as it is when that happens, just just go let, with the flow. Let us exactly yes. right, right. Let us play its course, and then and then 
if if you're the parent that you yeah. are, then they'll come back, right? And it's it's a shame that we're saying this today, and that you weren't in the room yesterday with a client who a female client yeah. who's come in who said her daughter wants to live with the dad, and yeah. she's 13, and we said let let her go because it's going to make life so much easier. I love you, Sienna. It, yeah. Sorry, that's my 13 year old. And she will change. She's yeah. she's going through that phase herself. She's 13. She's going to have her ups and downs, yeah. and he's going to want her to go and visit mum so he yeah. can have a break. But it's, I mean, it's stinked. I mean, I, it hurts. Oh, man, it hurt, it hurt, oh, it hurt really, yeah. really badly. But it's, 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 it's ebbs and flows, right? And it comes back, and you know, lucky for me, my kids have come back, and mm. so it's all good. That's a tough thing. Um, is anything else we need to discuss from a financial perspective? No, that's, that's really it. It's keep it very simple. It's difficult to negotiate yeah. with your ex partner, and it's uh, if you have a partner who is a strong willed or manipulative, you may feel guilted into doing something. So, I would not recommend negotiating with a partner, yeah. even if you think you're amicable. Use a third party, which could be a mediation service, yeah. it, it could be someone like us, a separation service. Yeah, don't use lawyers to negotiate. Unless you have to, because not just the cost, but they tend to look at the best outcome for you, not an outcome that suits the whole package yeah. and the family. Yeah, yeah. They, they have got your best interest at heart. I'm not anti-lawyer. I've got, yeah. uh, you know, we use three law firms and they're amazing. They do fantastic work for us. Okay, great. So just in terms of how Act for Tomorrow can help, what service you offer, you obviously Australia-wide now. Yep. Um, so, so how do you... I guess package it together, bundle it up, and and and, yeah. and how how can you help in terms of just guiding people through this? We're Australia wide, yeah, and Australians living overseas. Oh, okay. So road uh, trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I had to go to Saudi. No, yeah. uh, Fiji. Anyone in Fiji? Yeah. I got pod, podcast in Fiji. So yeah. we've got um, we've we've looked after people in Europe, yeah, um, Saudi Arabia, London. As long as they're Australian citizens, we can look after their separation. Okay, great. What we do is that. If we get one client who's ready to break up, but they just don't know how, or they're confused, or they want to, which was me in the beginning, (laughs) um, we will actually sit them down and show them a plan. We'll make a plan of what's going to happen. If you haven't already carried out your breakup, we will help you with what to say, because it's very important not to go into story and start justifying and start giving your reason of why you're leaving this person. It's more important to give that you're, you're actually going to go and keep it clean, respectful. So we will literally help you plan the day that you're going to say it's over. Yeah. Um, when that's happened as well, it's very important that you have a backup strategy of what's going to happen once those words are out. So the whole thing There's is There's always planned. a tale, huh? <laughs> yeah. There's always more. Yeah. So we literally will plan what happens on the day, what happens afterwards, what happens for the next three weeks. Yep. And then we will contact your partner yep. and say, look, so-and-so has come to us. And this is what we're doing with them. We can do the same thing for you because we are completely impartial. We're not here to just support a person. We are here to get anybody at the couple, them, the individual, both out of this situation. Plus, the information we have is the same for both because this one is going to be told 55-41. This one is going to be told 55-45 the other way. So we have the deal already. So if both people come to us, we get them legal advice. We negotiate who's keeping what, and then literally they're done and dusted, and then we'll get the legal paperwork organised. And we also assist with that (laughs) by staying with the lawyer so that the agreement that the couple have made doesn't change. Yeah. 
um, signed off and we're finished in two months. Yep. If a couple comes to us right from the beginning saying we're ready to do this, it's done in maximum of six weeks, yep. five weeks now. Brilliant. I know, nice. it's fantastic because we just need the facts. And, and to me, you know, just uh, ground zero, I call it, when, mm. when you when you, when you you sort of reading back and trying to deal with, mm. it was so nice to have someone to drive you. Yes. It's, it's almost like, give me this, I need this, do this, because... Yeah. You just get you just get an information overwhelm, and then you've got like fifty tabs open on the internet, and you're trying to figure it out. But just to have someone literally hold your hand and walk you through mm. the process, because as you know, you're dealing with kids, you're dealing with your stuff, you're dealing you're with family, to work you, 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 and you, you're just not functioning. So, yeah. so that's that's great. Okay, brilliant. So, just in terms of uh, closing off, I guess we will send some links actfortomorrow.com.au. We'll we'll put it up on yeah. the show notes and all that stuff. Any tips that you have? Top five, top three yeah. tips uh, <laughs> you, you to to help people move yeah. through this as pain painlessly painless. I said painfully as <laughs> I wrote my show notes. People move through this as painfully as possible. So that's the opposite right. of that, as painlessly as possible. Um, don't wait. If you feel like you want to leave, yeah, get some help um, and do it. If you're you know, get counselling, try and work on your relationship, do something. Don't just sit there. If you're waking up every day thinking my relationship is beige, well, do something about it. Either improve it or get out. <laughs> I've been told it look good in beige, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, second to that one, I would say um, try not to dwell in the emotional side of things. Try to get your head to switch yep. into this is a fact-finding mission Get in, get out, and move on. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? No, not really. Uh, <laughs> I would say, well, we were joking earlier saying marry the right pe- person. I'm saying don't marry anyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in terms of where people will find you, are you? I know you're doing, you're doing some speaking. Is that true? Yes. So um, can... Hopefully in um, very large forums this year. Brilliant. I normally speak in companies like real estates or accounting firms, yep. sharing what we do and... Yep. and the fact that it is a fraction of the cost. So we're literally providing a service that is a project manager for a separation. So we can package it in a a small fee. And the reason we do it, so we speak in accounting firms, real estates, counselling, anywhere that anybody would listen to us. Um, that's what I'm doing. And and just, just to close off for, for what Olvia's sort of her future plans, which mm-hmm. actually when we were planning this episode about um, for me in, in, in the brocode.life philosophy mm-hmm. is men are lost and men aren't men. Yes. And Olvia, before me even prompting her, went off on a tangent saying <laughs> she needs to speak to men to be men again. <laughs> so just you want to, just for the for the guys listening out there, girls, you can sign off now. Um, what's, yeah. your, what's your thinking of the modern day man? And, and I, know, I know we are in my opinion, confused because we're meant to have man buns and wear skinny jeans and, yeah. <laughs> and have six packs and all that stuff. But, but, and I'm kind disappointed of, you didn't wear your skinny, skinny jeans. Yeah. Have you seen the size of my leg? I don't fit the skinny jeans. But, um, but just your, 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 you know, obviously seeing, I guess, a lot of broken men coming through your yeah. doors. What's your perception on, on, on where we've lost our way? Um, also, I have two sons. Yeah. My eldest is already separated, yeah. divorced. Um, and just listening and watching girlfriends and all the people that, as you say, for the last five years, men have lost who they are supposed to be. Yeah. And I think that's really a reflection on how disappointed I am in the females of the world of how we've been expecting them to be mothers. They're supposed to be the, the house cleaners. They're, they're also the gardeners, the mechanics. The Oh, my God. The list is endless. And if he doesn't do all of those and he's romantic... And he has a soft side and a hard side. 
What about the six pack? Come on, man. (laughs) Oh, we've got to have the six pack (laughs) and the bun and the jeans. Yeah, it's just it it just never ends the list. However, at the end of the day, when you're listening to a woman, they will still say, "Oh, yeah, but I want him to be a man." Well, what what does that mean? Yeah. So we need to get back to basics. And um, looking at my boys, my second child, who's married, he has a great marriage because both of them have their their roles they share things and they have a very open way of speaking to each other they're but this is the big thing that i think is the the crux of why they have such a great marriage is he has man time yeah he actually has male friends and if you look at a lot of um relationships men tend to stay at home as the relationships progresses and they lose contact with other men so you know and i think that's really important yep do 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 the rugby do the car racing do the the be a man (laughs) get back to it brilliant thank you Elvia. thank you so much thanks again for joining us uh thank you everyone for tuning in i hope you enjoyed that the podcast will be at broco.life forward slash podcast two Elvia is at act four tomorrow with a four number tomorrow.com.au and have a magic magic day yes enjoy your life yeah Yeah. cheers bye (laughs) see you